take this down too much. You're welcome. People who talk trash, listen to it. Turn it back up, please. People who talk trash about songs that are clearly iconic and have changed the course of Western music history, you know, whether we're talking about Freebird or we're talking about Orinoco Flow by the legendary Irish artist Enya, it's fine if you don't like it. But to talk trash about it is disingenuous. This song mattered. This song made a moment. This song sent a ripple through space-time that is still being felt. And I, there is nothing ironic about my love of this particular song. And that's why you're ribbon dancing right now. Dude, you have you should see my Moorish dancing. When I get my bells on my ankles, you have no idea what I'm capable of. I'm ready. Of. I think I'm ready for well, that. Except my knees aren't what they once were. That's my true. name is Brian Oak. It is the Brian Oak Show, episode 291. That's my good friend Sean Bernard right over there. And here we are in the humble yet lovable Smart Start MN Studio. New art alert. New art alert. New art alert. Hey, my daughter, Abby, uh, who is, by the way, the coolest of all time. Yes. Um, she bought me something for Christmas that she's like, I think you're going to love it. And so if you look at the picture above my left shoulder right here, it is a picture of the upper third of a skeleton smoking a cigarette. Now... Thinking of you, Dad. <laughs> I, honest to God, right? I mean, no, my. No, it, that's one of the great things in life is people who know you, people who understand you. Yes. My yeah. daughter clearly understands Absolutely. me. I had no idea, by the way. I already loved the picture, and I was like, this is amazing. And then she informed me, this is a very early, it's a reproduction, obviously. The original is over in the ne- Netherlands in his um, museum. That's a that's a Vincent van Gogh right there. Wow. I had no idea. Which is crazy because it doesn't look like it's a Vincent van Gogh. But again, a very early work where he's working with light and dark and all that and yeah. skeletons smoking cigarettes. Anyway, I love new art in the studio. Got a couple more pieces that are coming in the next couple of oh, weeks, by the way. Oh, I'm ready. Oh, yeah. No, this is going to be like a gallery. We're going to sell tickets. I like it. How are you at making hors d'oeuvres? You know, like a little bit of nosh, just a li- maybe some tapas I like some, for guests some to come tapas. through? I can only do tapas and um, what are those egg things again? Uh, deviled eggs? Deviled eggs. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, Aunt Vicky's deviled eggs. Gross. You don't Manny- like those? All, all mayonnaise should be taken up to Hudson Bay in Canada and thrown <laughs> into the ocean. Again, my name is Brian, and that is Sean. Uh, I'm sorry, it wasn't personal, man. I mean, if you like deviled eggs, eat them up, all right? It's just, it's not my jam. But I do like new art in the studio. I do like being in the Smart Start MN studios. We've got a great guest today. But before we get there, uh, let's thank Smart Start for doing what they have done for us since before this was even a show Virtually 300 episodes ago, they jumped on board before hearing a single word. What did we ever do to engender that kind of faith? It wasn't really me. It was what you did. Um, They just loved what you did on the air, what you brought to the music community. And they were like, whatever Brian's into... We're going to do it. We're going to partner up. And now they become good friends. Yeah, they have very much so. Yeah. And they're, they're music heads. They're cool guys. Just please don't ever let them know how medium I am. All right, please. Because they've been with us for almost over three years now. Thanks to Smart Start MN, they are Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. What does that mean? You drink, you drive, you lose your license. That is the actual equation. There's no way around that. However, you will want to get back into your car. No one can get you back in there safer for more afford- at a more affordable rate or, or quicker than Smart Start MN. And who's not looking for a deal right after you get a DUI? Go to Smart Start MN. <laughs> dot com Oof. slash the Brian Oak show for 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock system. So they've been here since day one, actually before day one. And our most recent sponsor is Moxie. Uh, they are a financial consortium, if you will. They work on not just the money you have sitting in the bank. They look at your taxes. They look at your insurance. They look at your holdings. They look at literally everything. Even if you don't think you're a wealthy individual or you know not one of those big players in the game 
you have enough resources that you probably should start thinking about what those are going to look like down the road. Because one day, those resources are going to be the difference between you standing on the corner with a cardboard sign and living comfortably in your own home. And I don't mean to denigrate anyone. You no. know what I meant, though, no, right? I mean, yeah. like, if you plan now, you worry less later. It's that simple. And Moxie Wealth Management can help you do if that. If you fail to plan, then you're just planning to fail. That's what you're trying to say. Wait a minute. So are you saying that I should plan my work and then work my plan? That's exactly what I'm are trying to say. Are you telling me that if I don't master my fear, that fear becomes my master? That's, Brian, I think you're getting it. Let's do a quick high 10 and we'll move on. What's Go a Moxie Wealth? Yeah, MoxieWealthManagement.com and get in touch with them and they'll help you out with all that jazz. We do appreciate them very much. Um, we are going to be joined by, so this, again, 291 episodes in is almost unfathomable to me. This podcast, for years, people are like, well, what's your podcast about? I'm like, what it, what it turns out that it's about is conversations with people who help illustrate and inform the fabric of the tapestry of our community. I know I use too many words. It's kind of my thing, so you just have to put up with it. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, like is it, we talk to people that are part of what we do, and obviously you and I are both huge music heads, so many of them are musicians, but not exclusively. But I'm happy that we're going to have a musician on today, and I love it when we have someone that we've never had in the Smart Start studio before. We're going to be talking to Annie Fitzgerald just ahead. But before we do, another song I wanted to share real quick. This is a British band back in the late 80s, early 90s. There was this, before grunge hit and everything else happened, there was this just unbelievable profusion of British pop that I can never get out of my head. And in fact, I love this song so much, this will not surprise you, Sean. I've bought four different versions of the import <laughs> single of this song because, nerd alert, here we are. Welcome to my world. The band is called The House of Love. I don't know why I love you on The Brian Oak Show.
Is it perfect? No, nothing is. Is it amazing and worthy of your consideration? Absolutely. The House of Love. I don't know why I love you on, uh, I almost said the radio station I work at, Sean. What's wrong? Here's the problem, man. Muscle memory, right? Like you start doing things, you're like, I'll just say the thing I always say because it's what I've done forever. Luckily, the cool thing about coming in here to do the Brian Oak Show with you is we talk to different people all the time, and it forces you to maintain some level of both verbal and mental elasticity, because now it's time to meet a new person. Annie Fitzgerald, hi. Hi, Brian. How are you? I'm well. I mean, obviously a name I've known for a long time. We've been friends on social media forever. We've never sat down face-to-face before, have we? No, this is the first. All right, well, I thank you very much for coming by the Smart Start MN Studios. Before we talk about your rich musical legacy and the work that you have ahead in front of you and what 2023 is going to look like, let's meet Annie Fitzgerald, if that's all right with you. Where are you from? Yeah, I'm originally from Crookston, Minnesota. So you are Minnesota born and raised? Yes, Really? Yes. yes. Do you, I mean, do you have anything you want to add to that? Like you were born in a grizzly bear den or anything <laughs> like that? Nothing? No, no, no. Okay, just um, a regular hospital like everybody yeah, else? Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Uh, nothing there. So, Crookston, though, you grew up in Crookston. Mm-hmm. I mean, I grew up in Coon Rapids, and there's a difference between suburban and rural Minnesota, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think that... What's the, your favorite thing you took away from a rural upbringing? Mm, the space. All of the space. Um, In Crookston, I I call it the pancake. Um, It's all this fertile farmland and you can see this, you know, the horizon for as far as as you look. And there's... um, It's almost like looking out over the ocean. Exactly. Yeah. And there's something about that space that I sort of um, have always held on to that's important to me. So do you still like to get back out to the space? Um, I do. Yes. And I still have family up there. So we'll go up and visit. But I do. I do. And I I lived in New York City for um, a number of years and I would sort of close my eyes. That was a little bit of my happy happy space (laughs) when I needed to kind of (laughs) escape the chaos. We all have to have that thing if you don't have that thing then it all gets real tense and itchy and not good at all (laughs) so you grew up in crookston Mm -hmm. at what point does music become a defining aspect of annie fitzgerald well, I, I started my artistic, well, my, my creative journey, I should say, as a dancer and I think, and a choreographer, and I think that that... You um, did. Now, hang did. on, hang on. I'm stopping <laughs> you real quick because this is new information, man. Yeah. I did not realize this. What inspired you to dance? I mean, other than the joy of movement and the absolute freedom of expressing it yourself in that way... A dance is not something everybody's drawn to. Yeah. What drew you to dance? You know, I don't really know. I just started doing it, and it got to the point where I was at family reunions handing out tickets to my shows, and my parents were like, well, we gotta, we got to do this now. Oh, so. I guess we got a dancer now. Yeah, Here yeah. we go. <laughs> Who's yeah. ready to go to another recital? Exactly. Uh-huh. My poor brother. Oh, yeah. my gosh, the things he sat through. Um. <laughs> All right, so you enjoyed the movement aspect of it, right? I did. Obviously, it's thrilling. There's adrenaline. It mm-hmm. feels good to move your body, mm-hmm, right? It does. But then, I mean, like, so how demanding of yourself were you when it came to young Annie Dancer? I mean, like, because there's dance, and then there's dance, yeah. right? And there's execution. There's precision mm-hmm. in, in any art form, really in any aspect of life. Mm-hmm. Did you demand that of yourself? Were you like practicing in front of the mirror? Were you trying to be the, you know, the, I don't know, Twyla Tharp that you thought you could be? Yeah. I mean, I was really serious about it. I was at the studio um, six days a week. Wow. Um, and like mirror on the wall, yeah, ballet the bar, the whole bit. The whole thing, but mainly... Um, uh, Jazz and um, lyrical, and um, and I think when I started, Fosse, 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 Fosse. Well, I love Fosse. I also worked in theater, do. so. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes, yeah, so, I just wanted to quote Robin Williams. That's all I, know, I was trying Fosse, to do. Fosse, Fosse. Exactly. Um, yes, um, but it, it just. I, I think I started first exploring music with my body, especially when I was choreographing for other. When I was teaching and choreographing, um, that was just a really amazing way to explore rhythm and um, just structure. Um, in a, a big sort of comprehensive way. Well, I don't think that live music performance is all that different from dance. Obviously, a little less dynamic, depending mm-hmm. on what band we're talking about or which artist we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the notion of entertainment, of sharing what you do with an assembled crowd, I mean, it, this, the same amount is still at stake, no matter how much mm-hmm. time you have to put in. And I think, I, don't, I mean, I, I can only guess because I'm not a dancer. I don't know that Sean will probably be shocked by the fact that I admitted that I'm not a dancer. Um, I think you probably swayed a little bit back in the day. 
You're a swear. Oh, I still swear. Oh, <laughs> if you catch me in my living room when I'm listening to a records at 11 o'clock at night on a Saturday, oh, it's like I'm like Patrick Swayze and Ghost kind of swear I am. <laughs> anyway, uh, my point was that performance is performance, right? Mm-hmm. And so no matter how what you do, you need to connect with an audience. Mm-hmm. Part of performance or creation is the reaction that it garners. So when you talk about teaching dance, where were you when you taught dance? Um, I, I, my parents drove me to Grand Forks, North Dakota, because that was the closest place with things actually happening. Um, and um, yeah, uh, so I started um, there, and then I, I did a lot of traveling. I was very lucky. Um, I lived in Crookston, which is a small town of 8,000 people, but my mother was um, a fashion designer traveling to New York City, and I grew up in a factory in Crookston under cutting tables with gummy candies doing my homework. And she would bring me to market. It was crazy. It was crazy. Were She's you amazing. ever pressed into work like a small Malaysian child to I make clothing? I actually sold collars for some, for yeah. some things, but it was fun. And she That's paid right. me. She paid me. Um, and um, I learned some new skills. And uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so there was that. But, silver lining. I already yeah. like you, Annie. Like the, the silver lining aspect of your approach to storytelling and reliving the past. I already am in love, but please continue. Yeah, so... Um, um, she would, you know, she would bring me, um, my parents were amazing at just fostering um, creativity in general and so supportive. Um, and they would, you know, send me to to workshops and camps and take me to New York City when she would go for market and um, I would get to dance there and um, not only explore that, um, but also just to be in the energy of that city and um and well, there's nowhere else like it in the world. No, right? I mean, isn't. and again, mm-hmm. I'm not a big New York guy. Mm-hmm. I've gone to visit, love to mm-hmm. visit. I couldn't cut it there. Mm-hmm. It's not my kind of city. But there is a dynamism and a level of electricity every time I'm in that town, or I'm like, there's a reason I can't cut it. There's a reason I'm supposed to be in Minneapolis. This is not my town. But how cool is it that you had parents? Because, I mean, I I have friends who have also had similar parents, right? I had similar parents. But I've known people with parents who were like, why are you wasting your time on that shit? Right? I mean, like, and you got the other thing where you were allowed to explore and find your muse. That's brilliant. I am so fortunate i get that's fabulous sort of thinking about it yeah all right well look we don't do any crying on this show there's <laughs> yeah, right. no oh wait what oh uh, or a what lot, did i say a lot oh, of literally <laughs> almost every episode there's some level mm. of crying so you'd let it go at any time <laughs> i have no tissues for you you're that's gonna have okay. to use your sweater that's fine. At, some, at, at some point the young dancer mm-hmm. decides that music mm-hmm. is probably going to be a little more your focus or at least what you fell into next mm-hmm. i I feel like creativity, so I have this phrase I love to use, always learning, right? Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't mean that you have to change what you do every five years. It doesn't mean you have to be a new person. But to not evolve, I think, means to start slowly dying, in the words of Pablo Neruda. I absolutely love Pablo Neruda, and I completely agree with I, him. I, I, that, that, I just like, you know, you, you don't have to always do new things. You don't have to write the next great novel. You don't have to be Twyla Tharp or whichever mm-hmm. dancer you pick, but you you can't stop exploring the things that matter to you and that help inform you. What happened that made you think, you know what? I do dance. I'm good at dance. I'm going to do music. When did that moment happen? It was sort of a slow process, but I began singing um, timidly at first and then realized, oh, I really like to sing and express myself in this way. And then my parents... Um, got me a guitar and I had played some piano um, and, and had sort of dabbled with some composition on piano when I was young. And, um, and then I just, I don't know, I grew up in the Lilith Fair era and I started becoming absolutely obsessed with female singer songwriters. And I, once I got a car and could drive myself to dance, um, you know, I had a 30 minute drive and I would just, anytime I went to the record store and see some female singer songwriter, mm. whatever it was, I didn't know what was going to happen. And when I opened up that CD, but I would, you know, just started exploring it. And I think the big thing for me, there was a pivotal moment when I was listening to Sarah McLaughlin's Fumbling Towards Ecstasy oh. and I was obsessed with it. And I started singing along with it. And I'm like, oh my God, her voice, my voice works like her voice works. And so that maybe I can actually do this. It's weird when you hear someone that you can sing along with, right? Because not everybody's register matches at all. But when you find the person. Also, if you 
love Sarah McLaughlin mm-hmm. even half as much as I love her. Oh my God. We're going to get along famously. Uh, we'll talk more about Sarah and you and what you got coming up just ahead. Mm-hmm. We've gone too long without hearing a song. <laughs> this first one is called Under the Moon. Tell me where, when, hi, how, who, what are the five W's? What, when, when, what, how, yeah, no, when, I, I asked the wrong guy. Yeah. Sorry, no. I Annie, I got it. Please tell us, <laughs> almost. Uh, <laughs> Annie, please tell us about this song before we hear it. Yeah, I, um, I, some of the practices that I do from in my healing journey is to work with the moon and her cycles. And I had a group of people um, <clears throat> that I really connected with um, that we would get together under the full moon and, um, and just hold space together and witness and the power in that. And so I sort of wrote this um, about that.
We live in a world where having your own opinion, making a personal interpretation, I think is daunting for a lot of people, right? And so when we read, for those of us who are in the music community, when you read a critique or an assessment or a biography, there's a lot of, imagine this mixed with this. For instance, from Jamsphere, our guest today, Annie Fitzgerald, has been described as a blend of Tori Amos, intellectual appeal, Sarah McLaughlin's mystical charm, which that right there, I'll take that all day, and Edie Brickell's Baroque spirit. Now, these are all, in my humble opinion, high compliments. Mm, I like all of them. I do, too. Do you feel that that is accurate or worthwhile, or do you feel like it's lazy when people can't find their own words but instead compare you to someone else? Um, I'm grateful to have... Be, be associated with any of the, those names because they all have been influences of mine. Um, and I think that sometimes um, it's necessary or helpful for people who are listening to new artists to have somewhere to start. So I, I couldn't agree more. Like, I mean, the yeah. context, so I don't really mind that kind of stuff. Yeah. I just know that some artists are like, bleep you, I'm doing my own thing. <laughs> Call me mother freaking Tori Amos, all right? Who, by the way, I've had the privilege um, of interviewing twice. Oh, she's so amazing. She's kind of mystical. Yes. Like I feel like, I, I feel like I'm in weird. the presence of a Celtic witch. Yes. Oh, no, super weird. Weird in the best way. And yeah. So I tried to talk to her about one thing, and all she wanted to talk about was speedboats and how she was thinking about buying a, like, like a professional <laughs> racing quality speedboat. I'm like, are you serious right now? And she's like, absolutely. Why wouldn't I buy a speedboat? I'm like... Because you are weird, okay? You, But in the best possible <laughs> yes, way, because you're yes. one of my all-time favorites. Before we continue with Annie Fitzgerald, Sean, I'd like to turn my attention to you. Oh. When yeah, oh, is hi. this podcast going to make enough money for us to buy a speedboat? Um, or each to have a speedboat? 2038. That's my... <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We won't Shop. be old enough to still you know, drive it, drive the boat. You think it, when I reach that age, you think I give a shit what anybody says? That's a good point. I'll be out there speedboating it wherever <laughs> I bleep cataract. and feel like. Right <laughs> over the manatees. Uh, just kidding. I love manatees. Sean, in Me addition too. to doing what you do and being a friend of mine, you are also a realtor for Edina Realty, 50th and France location. What's that like? Well, I get to go to our big annual convention today. Ouch. At two o'clock. That sounds awful. Be some... Don't get me wrong. I love a good realtor. I, the thought of a ballroom filled with 250 realtors. Oof. This year's theme? Oh, no. Hit under, it under the sea? Hit it out of the parka. No, I'm just kidding. It's oh! not. It's not. That was it's really not. good, it's though. Not. That was it's, really good. It's together. Oh. 2023. Oh, because we're back out of the house. We're all doing things together. and stuff. Together. 2023. I, I don't ever say that in that mm. voice again. All right, I'm sorry. How other than your convention this afternoon, how are tricks? Is it what's 2023? I mean, when people look ahead, right now, obviously, not everyone's dying to pack up their house and the ice and the snow and the bullshit. But as we look ahead, many people will be looking together to make a move. <laughs> well what, done. What is? Well what done. Is, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> what does a year look like ahead for you? Um, it's busy. I've got a, a lot of people that are. You know, they're downsizing or they've got life changes going on. And uh, my grandma always called a certain thing the change of life. So I, <laughs> anytime I say that, well, I'm going through the change of life Ooh, right now. A lot so of hot flashes, that's that what you kind of say. thing. Yeah, yeah. Change okay. of life. Okay. But um, that's why people move a lot of times. People just move to move a lot of times. But uh, if you've got something going on or you know somebody else that's looking to buy or sell, more than anything, have them give me a call, 612-859-2594. I donate a portion of every buy and sell to local artists and bands. And I just love situations like this where we have people like Annie, and she's got such a great energy. Yeah. Um, you're one of these people. You are just you just exude this good energy. I know mm -hmm. that you do Reiki. You do sound baths, which I totally want to do sometime. <laughs> Uh, my wife does too, by the way. Don't don't let a sound bath replace deodorant. You'll still want to use that as I, well. No, I let a me sound just yes and that. A sound bath is not a, a sound bath is not going to actually remove the stink Have off you your body. Have you like, I'm gonna go ahead next time. Just uh, and maybe you know, I know a lot of people like to use crystals under their armpits. Maybe go with an old fashioned phosphate, <laughs> lithium, sodium, whatever the hell they put, what poison they put in there, because. 
You stink. You. And this, there's not a sound bath strong enough to wash that odor off you. Anyway, how do people get a hold of you? 612-859-2594. That number is also textable. So I want to get into the spirituality aspect of what you do and how you live your life because it's mm-hmm. obviously very important and informs a great deal of who you are. But you mentioned about that song that you went through a certain transition or trauma and then you started mm-hmm. working with certain people. Mm-hmm. I love the stars. I was actually going to go into astronomy before I got into radio. The problem was that as much as I love the notion of looking through a telescope and contemplating the impossible vastness of mm-hmm. the universe around us, mm-hmm. it's mostly math. And mm-hmm. math is so <laughs> fucking hard. That's all you're doing yes. for 12 hours a day. And I'm yes. like, no, nah, fuck this. Mm-hmm. I'll just look at pictures of Jupiter. That's fine. <laughs> um, but when we talk mm-hmm. about things like astrology or mm-hmm. the position of the planets or who and how and where we are, mm-hmm. how deeply does that inform you? Um, very deeply. Actually, I started working with astrology about nine years ago mm-hmm. and um, have just sort of stepped into, um, I, I bring it into a lot of my work. Um, and it's just... Uh, yeah, it's just a beautiful way. I like to think of all the planets and the the signs and the stars as sort of personalities in our life, and and how they um, just help um, support us and and move us forward. I like. I mean, I, again, I don't know anything. I learned that a long time ago. One of the one of the great one of the great things about getting older is realizing the older you are, the less you genuinely know. Mm. We think we know a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And so I don't subscribe to astrology as such, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, what do I fucking know? Yeah, well, Ma- I maybe maybe Mars is my governing right. planet. Maybe <laughs> Venus is the goddess I'm supposed to be. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I, but I, what I like is when people find a comfortable place and yeah. when people find something that informs them mm-hmm. and soothes them. So when we talk about Reiki mm-hmm. and we talk about sound baths, mm-hmm. so music, I can see where that becomes part of someone's life. But I feel like even fewer people are suddenly given a calling for something I don't know. I don't want to use hyperbolic terms, but like, you know, shamanistic or spiritual mm-hmm. or mystical. Mm-hmm. At some point, that becomes a part of your life. Mm-hmm. What, what was the impetus there? Um, Spirituality has just always been a uh, really big part of how I move through the world and how I try to figure out what the heck it is that I'm doing here, even though I'll never really know. Um and um well thanks for that that yeah, was a I mean, downer spoiler you know, well, alert not, I mean, like, not, spoiler like, alert never know but 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 you know i just i don't know we're always seeking and i just i'm a huge proponent of growth i just want to move through the world and grow as much as i possibly can and always um, learning always learning always 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 learning new, mm-hmm. new tools and new tricks and um yeah and, and I, it, so obviously you didn't just start it and then quit <laughs> you've been doing it for you said almost a decade now obviously it continues to inform you what have you learned? Um, the importance of um, community, the importance of being witnessed, um, which um, and, and and witnessing other people, which is really um, kind of what this new um, release of mine, Anamkara, is about. Um, I went through, I like you had mentioned, a transition. Lots of we've look, we've all been. Going through so but that, much that, stuff, but we're but, talking about you right now. So yeah, you, you're more than free to yeah, say whatever you want to or um, don't want to. But you went through a relatively major transition. I did. I went through a relatively major transition, and you know, when we go through those transitions in life, um, we're sort of always um, led towards figuring out who the people are in our lives that are are really there for us mm-hmm. in a in a deep and meaningful way, and. Um, and I, yeah, I, I think I realized going through that transition that I had been in a place in a space where um, I wasn't really given the space for myself in order to hear what it is that my heart says, mm-hmm. what it is that I, um, who it is that I am really at a, at a deep level. And um, Annie Fitzgerald, who are you? <laughs> Now that you've given yourself a right, moment to listen to right. it, what is that voice telling you? And again, yeah. I'm not asking you to brag about yourself or to open up a vein. Mm-hmm. Are you happy? I mean, do you like who you are and where you are right now? I am. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things I've heard in 2023 <laughs> before we go any further we have to get another song because we only have so much time left now we are going to get to your brand new single mm-hmm. which by the way not available to the public for a couple weeks so yeah stick around mm-hmm. in the meantime though we are going to hear this song right here called 
I know that sound. Do you want to say anything about this song? Sure. I wrote this um, for uh, the Me Too Minneapolis compilation record that came out in mm-hmm. 2020. And um, yeah, it was to bring awareness around um, uh, abuse and to uh, fund Planned Parenthood. obviously talented right i mean if you listen to those songs there's great feel there's great energy there is i mean i kind of not jokingly because i really do love enya but there is sort of a mysticism to her approach to her expression that is not completely unfamiliar in what you do right i mean am i calling you enya no am i saying that you bring sort of a similar attitude yeah, I kind of am. I mean, wow, thank you. when you I sit down, you. when you sit down and craft that sort of thing, how do you know when you've gotten there? How do you, how do you know when enough is enough and when it's over and it's like, all right, time to let this dove fly, time to let yeah. this bird leave the nest. How do you know 
when you're done? Um, I, I, I think for me, it's more of I know I'm on to something and I have the impetus to finish it when I just start bawling. Well, but, okay, well, that's great because I, as Sean will attest, anyone's ever listened to the show, knows I love crying. Yep. I don't really love it. I just, I'm also, but I'm not afraid of it. No. And when it hits, yes, you to me, not. it's not only, it can be joyous. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's just a safety valve so mm-hmm. you don't completely crack right in fucking half. Mm-hmm. But I'm not afraid of tears uh, at all. In fact, a little too familiar with tears. But so when you say you burst into tears, you found that moment. And then is that when you're like, this one's over? I'm done? I'm good? No, it's that's when this one is something and I will sit down and finish it. And usually oh. it just finishes itself if the idea is coming from a place of healing. Because I write to heal myself. Um, and move through things. I think that's um, what creativity does for all of us. I was just listening to this brilliant podcast um, with Elizabeth Gilbert who wrote Big Magic and she talked about how, you know, if you're not doing it for anybody else and you're just doing it for yourself, that's when the authenticity and the mm-hmm. vulnerability and all of the things kick in. So, um, yeah, so I, I I think that the when the idea comes in and I know it's something that's worth pursuing, um, you know, the, the tears come and then it just sort of finishes itself. Wow. Yeah. A lovely. Now let's, for example, mm-hmm. and now I know that you're very good at what you do, but let's just mm-hmm. assume that there might be one or two people listening who are not familiar with Annie Fitzgerald, all right? Yeah. If they were interested in Reiki or mm-hmm. all the music you've done up to this point or keeping track of the music you're about to have come out, which we're going to hear in just mere moments right here, mm-hmm. or maybe... Like Sean, who could really use a sound bath. That's true. They're interested in a sound bath. Well, I I mean, we can start with the sound one, but let's not. Oh, here we go. Sorry. Here we go. Where's ground zero for Annie Fitzgerald in terms of interconnecting with other people on planet Earth? Is there a website? Is there a phone number? Is there anything? What should we do? Yeah, everything is on my website, AnnieFitzgerald.com. I have in the events page, I have... um, Shows that are coming up on uh, February 18th, I'm playing The Root Cellar, um, mm. which is going to be the celebration show for this new single, Anamkara. Um, right. And also it has all of the sound sound baths that I do out of Collective Dimensions and Crystal there. And um, I also facilitate um, something called Full Moon Magic with my business partner, Don, and we get together and um, with community and um, do meaningful ritual together to just, um, yeah. Heal I'm going to ask you a question that yeah. I really want the real answer yes. on it, right? Because a lot of this uh-huh. stuff, I think there are. I think it's healthy to be skeptical about For anything sure. in the world, right? Absolutely. And I'm like, sound bath, mm. an online sound bath, even if it's beautiful, mm-hmm. does it have the same ritualistic healing mm-hmm. as doing it in person? I don't think so. Thank you. That's all I wanted no, to hear you, you say. You need to be in the room and you need to feel the sound. Because in a we've way. all heard those sounds. Like yeah. for me, I most recently, last December, I mm-hmm. went out to the ocean because mm-hmm. I needed four days of hearing the relentless pounding of the tides. Yes. That resets my clock. Absolutely. That is the thing that, mm-hmm. oh, this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And it was it was really important. And mm-hmm. so I'm not against the idea. Uh, and it's, well, I mean, you're a musician. So yeah. obviously you understand the healing nature I of totally sound. Do. Yep. But with a sound bath, I think I, I just, I'm certain there are people who would roll their eyes yeah. until they got in there. Absolutely. And, and then you physically feel it. I mean, I drum on yeah. people and you feel all mm-hmm. the things and the bowls, you can, you can feel it um, in a way that, is very important. I'm sorry. Did you say you drum on people? I do drum. I, do. I drum on people. Permission-based drumming. Though. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Permission-based drumming. <laughs> Hashtag me too drumming. All right. Yeah, exactly. Permission-based drumming. They exactly. know ahead of time. Yes, if I put bowls I, on their body, yeah, they yeah, know ahead of time. Yeah. I ask, I get permission. That's good. Drumming mm-hmm. is always more interesting when there's consent. Yes. <laughs> my name is Brian Oak. That's my friend Sean Bernard over there. I want to thank Smart Start MN. I want to thank Moxie Wealth Management Group for everything they've done for us so far. I want to thank AudioQuip. Now that we're getting back out into the world and things are moving forward again, you will need, if you're doing a TED Talk or a local acoustic performance or maybe a major rock show, our friends at AudioQuip can hook you up. Nate and his crew are very cool. They've got all the state-of-the-art stuff. They are worth checking out. And thanks to our Patreon members, because without you, we literally would wouldn't have gotten this off the ground and in the months to come somewhere in the not too distant future when things get a little warmer sean and i'll have another patreon only event for all of you out there speaking of what's to come in the new year annie um you were going to hear a new single in just a second mm-hmm. but this is just the first of several new singles you have planned correct yes correct. now we live in an era where 
it's kind of weird how everything is cyclical, right? Like back in the 50s and 60s, it was all singles. Right. And then suddenly albums became the thing in the 60s, well into the 70s, into the 80s. And now we're back in an era where you can just keep putting out singles. Do you have long-term plans for a full-blown album? Or are you just kind of releasing songs as they come to you? I have three songs that I went in and did, and I'm going to release those over the next few months. And then I want to get back into the studio again sometime this summer. But I just, I didn't, I didn't want to not um, record them and not put them out into the world i so feel like I don't that's really a very have, smart move i don't really have a huge plan about it anymore oh, you, you know? say that just... but yeah okay now every one of you musicians <laughs> diabolical types yep. diabolical we've met enough of them haven't we sean yes all yes. right very good uh but that that makes me happy that you're feeling encouraged that you have this creativity surging through you right mm-hmm. now so it doesn't really matter if you put out an album or what mm-hmm. the plan is if you've got these songs and people mm-hmm. want to hear them so upcoming dates to promote said songs <laughs> People will be able to find it at AnnieFitzgerald.com? AnnieFitzgerald.com, yep. All and right. on all the socials, I'm on Instagram and um, and Facebook. I'm not on Twitter. It makes There's me not anxious, an Annie but... Fitzgerald that beat you to the punch on any of those? There's not. Can you believe that? Well, I'm Annie Fitzgerald Music on, on that. But okay, I, that's I fine. grabbed AnnieFitzgerald.com a long time ago. One of my friends, Ben, was like, you should get that. And I did. And so, well thanks, done, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Uh, <laughs> before we say our final goodbye here, um, mm-hmm. I've loved hearing your music. It's been great to meet you. Thank you. I will never reduce someone to... The car they drive, the way where they work, anything like that. I can't stop looking at your hair. You have <laughs> the greatest hair of anyone I've seen in a long time. Thank you, Brian. I'm trying to not be that guy because I'm not reducing you to a hairstyle. <laughs> but honest to God, uh, look up Annie Fitzgerald's hair on the internet. It's fucking fabulous. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You what happened? You might have just kicked the computer no! and shut it off. Yeah. Hopefully not. But the good thing is I have a secondary recording device right here. It's back on, which is good. Brilliant. Yeah. So we're still going. We're still going, but let's wrap before it disappears. No, and what that means is, like, Brian, you had a great show going. (laughs) Why would you end it talking about Annie's hair? Son of a bitch. Yeah, that was the universe going, all right. The the universe like, all right, we all have things to do today. Let's go, Brian. Annie, thank you very much. Uh, We've got one more song. Now, this is a brand new song for you, and one that's not going to be released to the public until the end of this month. The 22nd, yes. But we get a little special, sneaky, sweet, early taste of it here. Yes. Whatever you're comfortable sharing, because again, I don't don't expect anybody to, again, tell us everything about it. As a music fan, I like to have a little leeway to interpret Mm -hmm. it in the way that I would most enjoy it. But that doesn't mean there's not something important at the heart of the song. Will you tell me about why this song brought you back? Yeah. um, I started reading, I was going through a very big transition um, and I started reading um, the, uh, about the uh, Gaelic, uh, the Gaelic idea um, called Anamkara, which is um, in Gaelic is uh, translated um, Anna, Anam is uh, soul and Kara is friend. And I, at that time, really had um, three to four people that were supporting me in this amazing way and helping me through that time. And so I wrote this song um, about the importance of love and friendship and um, how um, held I felt by those people. <laughs> friend 
Joe Burgess is a registered representative and investment advisor representative of Securian Financial Services Incorporated, securities and investment advisory services offered through Securian Financial Services Incorporated. Member FINRA SIPC North Star Resource Group is independently owned and operated. Moxie is affiliated with North Star Resource Group and is independently owned and operated. 2701 University Avenue Southeast, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55414.